everybody. You're on Mind Your Biz, and we have Mr. Paul Hickey here, and we're going to mind his biz. He's a great entrepreneur, doing a whole lot of things. Mr. Hickey, just introduce yourself. Tell everybody what you do, what you're doing, just so we get a sense of your biz. Well, I'm currently the co-founder and president of Pura Vita Medical. That is a, a new mask manufacturer. We started last year in the summer making medical masks, surgical masks, N95 masks, and KN95 masks. And we make them for the medical community, uh, but we also make them for the public. A lot of people think they can't get medical masks, but they can, and they can get them from us and other U.S. manufacturers. And, you know, it's interesting. I, I've been a serial entrepreneur for 25 years. I've had a number of exits. One of the companies, I started a technology company, the prepaid business. I took all the way from startup through an IPO. And um, I've co-founded an investment bank where I raised money for other companies. And about a year ago, about 14 months ago, I was just preparing to be the CEO of a $200 million technology SPAC. And then the, the pandemic broke out in March and a partner of mine that I'd done a lot of business deals in the past called me up and he said, we need to build a factory. You know, the supply chain is broke. Americans can't get masks. China is hoarding them. We, we need to decouple ourselves from any country and, and China for our essential goods like masks. And we need to be independent. So the next time this happens, we're not shorting our frontline workers and healthcare workers in the public who need the mask. So we decided let's get in this business for three reasons. We wanna save lives, reshore American jobs and help the United States be independent for its essential goods like masks and PPE. And so we started last July, we uh, leased our building, started buying equipment, started setting up and we got into production in uh, October, November of last year. Our N95 masks are almost ready for production. We're waiting the last stage for our approval from NIOSH. Um, we're hoping to get that in the next 30 days. So that's a little about myself and what I'm doing. Wow, that's great stuff. Obviously, it's noble to be able to start a business and keep people working and obviously keep people safe with the mask because we, you know, we were short masks, I mean, as a country. It was crazy. But how did you make a pivot like that so fast? Because a lot of people tried to get in on the COVID-related businesses. How were you able to pivot that so fast? Yeah, great question, Evan. So the way we were able to pivot so fast is two things. Number one, my long-term experience as an entrepreneur, and at the time I was flexible in terms of what I could focus and direct my attention on. And number two, and the bigger reason, is because of my partner, Darren, He's got a business in China. He's got 30 employees there. He's been sourcing stuff in China. And so a big part of the formula of getting in this business is all the machinery to make masks is made in China. And so if you don't have good resources in China to determine what are the good machines to do this stuff, you're going to have a really difficult time. But we did. We have people on the ground, engineers on the ground. They did the research, the due diligence. They went to the factories where we bought our stuff. And that's how we were able to get it fast and get good stuff. You know, one of the challenges in this industry, as I've talked to several other American mask manufacturers that got into the business, you know, it's interesting. There's this brotherhood in, in the mask manufacturing in the United States. We're all kind of cooperating and helping each other out. Our real competitor is China. It's not each other because the United States, we're all working together to supply this to the United States. But a lot of my friends in the business got bad machines from China. And it's been really difficult for them keeping them up and running and having to modify them and re-engineer them and everything else. But fortunately for us, we had the support and the people on the ground there. So that's why we could get in so fast and jump into this business is because of my partner's resources in China. Well, there 
there it is. You already had a, a pipeline in effect. And like you said, I know a lot of people that try to get into the COVID-related businesses and they failed because they got defective product. So it's great that you were able to overcome that challenge. A lot of people lost money. Clearly you didn't. So what other businesses have you done? I'm sure you've done way different kinds of businesses than masks. Masks was just something that was needed. You jumped on it. I want to just touch on one thing for just one quick minute, and then I'll jump into other businesses here. Actually, two things. One, you talked about people got defective product and fake product and counterfeit product, and sometimes no product after they sent their money, right? This is a really important public message for all the entrepreneurs listening to let everybody know that they know. The CDC and the FDA over the past years, since we had this flood of Chinese masks coming into the country, they've been testing them. They test all the masks. They test American masks, Chinese masks, German masks. And the, the Chinese masks, the last batch, just a couple of weeks ago, the CDC announced the last batch of Chinese masks they tested, 60% did not meet the specs on the box. Now, that is not 6%. It's not 16%. That is 60%. So, and, and this is not the first time they've made this announcement. They've done it several times over the last 10 months showing that you have to be extremely careful if you're buying Chinese masks because a majority of them aren't giving you the protection you think you are. And here's my frustrating thing about the experience I've had in this business is 12 months ago, the supply chain broke. We couldn't get any masks from China and the government and senators are saying, we need to be independent. We need to build our own factories, build our own masks. So we're not dependent on anybody else. And they're all talking about that. So myself and a number of other entrepreneurs jumped in to start making masks here in the United States. And now what's happening is our U.S. government and our hospitals are pretty much only buying masks from China because they cost a couple pennies less. I've lost dozens of bids to government agencies all across the country And I'm not losing them to other American mass manufacturers. Every single one I'm losing to Chinese companies, even our military, right? And then our hospitals that are, you know, it's important that hospitals get good material that's going to protect. This is not like buying rubber bands, you know, and if one breaks, it's no big deal. This is an actual medical device that's intended to protect your life. And and our hospitals and government are just turning their head, looking the other way, ignoring the CDC and the FDA and all their warnings about all these fake counterfeit and inferior masks that don't meet the specs. And so they're not really getting protected and they keep buying them because it's saving them a couple pennies. If you're an American, you should be outraged. If you're a healthcare worker and your hospitals are giving you these Chinese masks, you should be outraged. I'm surprised there hasn't been a slew of lawsuits yet, but I think they're coming because it's not fair and it's not right to be buying these Chinese masks and giving them to our frontline workers, you know, supposedly our heroes, and they're they're not meeting the specs on the box. So so everybody listening out there, I just want you to know if you actually are buying masks because you need to be protected and you're concerned, you need to be buying American masks. Stop buying Chinese masks. And unless you're testing them, if you batch test your masks you buy from China and they pass the specs, great, fine. That's great. But nobody's batch testing, Evan. Nobody's doing that. They're just all saying, well, it says on the box and they're ignoring the CDC and the FDA. Well, and they're, they're putting themselves at risk along with anybody else they're giving them to. So we get the message. Clearly, buy American masks, okay? Paul is not saying don't buy Chinese. Don't buy Chinese products. 
what he's saying is the masks that are here are getting vetted. They're getting checked. They're getting tested. And a lot, believe it or not, a lot of the materials are still coming from China. So people, they're getting their share. So don't feel like this is in any way, don't buy from China. No, this is buy from an American company. I can guarantee China's making probably 25% of that money anyway, but at least so we can keep people working and give people jobs and know that we have a mask that we can rely on. So that's, that's essentially what's being said here. And, uh, and I've heard many stories of defective masks, defective products coming over because everyone's been desperate. But guess what? We're not desperate any, anymore. We know a lot about COVID. We know a lot about the protection, PPE. And I think we should be a little bit more rigid with our standards. And it's a shame that Paul and other companies in the U.S. are losing bids for a couple of pennies. We, we need to spark up camaraderie in America. Everyone's got to support each other. And uh, this is just one way. And we need masks. Masks aren't going away anytime soon. You can get vaccinated in a week. But if this whole country isn't vaccinated, you still got to wear a mask. You don't have to. Your choice. But, you know, the vaccine takes time for it to really kick in for the whole country. Um, And masks have already been proven to really cut down COVID spread from one another. So anyway, I think it's great that Paul attacked a new venture like this because we needed it. And I hope the government and I hope a lot of these contracts are, you know, start entertaining U.S. bids over an international bid to save a few bucks. It's not, you know, it's not fair. Well, look, Evan, thank you so much for pointing a couple of things out. First off, uh, it's, it's, this is not a racist Asian thing here. If, if Canada, if the Canadian companies that make airbags, if 60% of them are failing, I'd say don't buy Canadian airbags, right? If, uh, if 60% of the oranges coming from Mexico were rotten and had worms, I'd say don't buy Mexican oranges, right? So obviously China makes a lot of good products. They do a lot of good business. But uh, this mask business, it's just time and time again, for whatever reason, there's just a ton of fraud, counterfeits and inferior products. And one last thing about competing with them on price. This is where it it gets even uh, tougher for us. I'm not afraid to compete with the Chinese, the Germans, uh, the Mexicans or anybody else. I'll compete with any of them. But what's not fair is Number one, they're switching out their materials to use inferior, cheaper materials to make more money and so they can charge less. How do I, how do I compete with a fake mask, right? That's, that's not fair. And that's what these hospitals and government agencies, they really need to take a close look at that. They're, they're not, if it's all about price, they need to look at the quality and what this, these masks really are. So that, that's all, you know, if, by the way, Evan, if anybody listening wants to buy some masks from us, we'd love the support. We really need it. Our website is puravita.com. I'll spell it P-U-R-A-V as in Victor, I-T as in Tom, A, puravita.com. And if they come to our website, I've got a 10% discount code for them, for our, your listeners of your show. They just need to put in the word biz, B-I-Z, uh, in where it says code and they'll get a 10% discount and we'll get those masks out to you. And uh, our pricing is great. I mean, we're less than Amazon. If you go on Amazon, uh, you come directly to my site. And by the way, there's a lot of fake American masks on Amazon now. The Chinese have figured out that people are wanting to buy American. And so now they're taking, putting a made in America box on it 
And let me just give your listeners a little hint on how to figure that out. It's pretty easy. If that company on Amazon claims to be American and you look up their name on the internet and they don't have a website, it's not American. If they don't have a phone number, it's not American. There's no American manufacturer that doesn't have a website and a phone number where you can call and talk to an American at their company, right? So that's clearly a Chinese company or some other company pretending to be American. Be really careful. And I'll, and I'll elaborate to that. So Amazon is great, right? It's convenient for some products. Now, like he said, there are a lot of products on Amazon that are not made in the USA that can still get to you in 24 to 48 hours. It doesn't mean that it's made in the USA. It means they've drop shipped it somewhere in the country and then they can still ship it overnight. So don't think right away because you can get it in a day or two that it's USA made. Okay, people? So don't be hoodwinked. Um, he just gave you how, you know, the little tips on how to really fact check and make sure that the company is in the USA. And that's another thing about Amazon, not just masks, but anything. Uh, people should be a little bit more mindful of where they're buying from once they're in Amazon. So I'm saying, if yeah. you want to buy at Amazon, fine. I mean, you should really look to your local stores first. I mean, make the effort uh, if you really believe in helping each other in America. But if you can't find it in a local store, when you go on online, try to find, you know, try to find a mask in the USA. And then if you can't find it there on a website, then go to Amazon. Amazon really should be your last resort because you don't know really where it's coming from. You really don't know. And then when I have to go to Amazon because I'm just forced to, I can't find my, you know, what I'm looking for anywhere. I'm mindful about it. I don't just pick the first one that pops up. Okay. They usually give you the first choice. That doesn't mean it's the best choice. It might be the one that's spending a lot of money, you know, on advertising. So go through the little stores and try to pick one that seems the most local, the most US, you know, based company. So just try to be a little bit more mindful. I'm not telling you to stay away from Amazon. I'm just trying to tell everyone, be mindful because there's plenty of tricks of the trade. They'll get you sucked in. You'll buy something and it's not from here. Okay. It's not what you think. So I'm glad Paul brought that out because I, I always wanted to talk about how to shop on Amazon and how to detect some of the frauds on there. So that was a great insightful tip. So now, I mean, we learned you know, try to get your mask from the USA. Paul's right here. He's giving us a discount. It's 10% off. So even if you're not, if you're breaking even, if you're spending the same on Amazon, at least you know you're getting it from somewhere in the USA, right, people? It's not all about dollars and cents. Sometimes you do got to pay a little more for that comfort level that if you get a bad box, if you get a bad batch of something, you can return it. You know, there's repercussions. There's a better business bureau. There's all kinds of other companies overseeing U.S. businesses. So um, I'm glad that, you know, Paul brought it up and, and really brought it to the surface. And now everyone's a little bit more educated on how to shop for masks or anything for that matter. Um, and that's important. That's important. Thanks, Evan. I appreciate everything you just said. Yeah, well, so look, um, uh, getting back to your other question, what other kind of business stuff? Uh, let me just um, talk about what we've done to fight this uh, in the mask industry. Um, and, you know, we're not just laying down, we're getting innovative. And um, what we've done is we've got a group of other U.S. mask manufacturers together and we've all thrown in some money. We've just hired a lobbyist 
to start lobbying uh, Biden administration. He's all about made in America and reshoring jobs. And we're saying, hey, at the very least, the federal agencies should be required to buy from U.S. manufacturers. If you want to be independent, the next time there's a pandemic, you need to start supporting. This is a national defense issue. It's a sovereignty issue, but it's not just another product. This is a product when there's a pandemic, it saves lives and we need to be able to supply our own people with them. Right. So that's one of the steps we're taking. We're taking another step. You know, this is really interesting, Evan, since you brought up Amazon. I kind of brought it up first, but then you one of the other manufacturers has an internal testing lab. So do we. We have a a lab that has every machine to test everything that the FDA and NIOSH and the CD require because CDC require. We pull masks off of our line every two hours, test them to make sure the meter exceed the specs on the box. That's how serious we are about making sure our product is high quality product all the time. But one of the other mask manufacturers in the US, they bought every single mask on Amazon and now they're testing them and they're gonna publish the results, make them public. Uh Oh, and so, Every everyone that doesn't meet the specs or the claims that they're making, they're going to have to get pulled off Amazon. It's uh, I, I'm hoping it's pretty disruptive because that's what they deserve. Um, so we are, you know, we're going to start. Our lab is going to start doing tests of other masks that are out there in the marketplace, and if they don't meet the specs, we're going to notify them and say, "Heads up, uh, these masks don't meet the specs. Go have them done by an independent lab. This is an internal test we did." just to give you some feedback. This is important for you. So that's going to help. And then just getting the word out there like we're doing now, uh, we have found, you know, Evan, this is why I'm on your show. One reason why is we have found that the American people are more supportive than our own U.S. government, our own U.S. hospitals, and our own U.S. military. It's the American people who are supporting mass manufacturers, and we super appreciate it. They've really, when they hear this message, they buy American. And it's been really wonderful to see that. So that's that's what we're doing to, you know, try and fight back. And, and I think ultimately, hopefully we'll win. I know some of my buddies in the business are really struggling right now. We're, you know, we're not doing great either. We're hanging in there, but uh, we're hoping our N95 uh, gets approved soon because that's that market is really good. This yeah. is all awareness, people. This is not just business. This is health. Yeah. This is safety. And sometimes you have to pay for that. Don't just look for the, the quick $10 box of masks at any old place. You know, they were selling them everywhere. They're selling them on the streets. And you just got to be a little bit more careful because you might be buying a mask that's only 50% effective. What does that mean? That means you're only preventing COVID by maybe 50%. Is it worth saving 10 cents, 50 cents, whatever it is? Hell no. Hell no, people. I mean, we pay for things all the time and make sure that it's good, right? You pay for food from an establishment, you're not going to necessarily just buy street food. I mean, some people do. I'm a little scared to do that. I made that mistake once. <laughs> Pay for it. But anyway, um, the point is, uh, it's not about saving money. It's about protecting your health and saving lives. I mean, this COVID proved it's not just a sick thing. It's, it's lethal. And at the very least, make sure your mask is good. And the only way you could do that, if, if it was made in the U.S., if it was vetted, if it was tested, and Paul's just, you know, he's laying it all out, you know, and if you don't buy from him, get it from another USA mask guy yeah. nearby, because right. everyone's got to help each other. But he That's gave right. you a discount. So, you know, you might want to lean towards uh, Pura Vida. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So um, before before I let you go, I just want you to, you know, you're, you're an angel investor. You're 
clearly for, for many years. I want you to give the audience a very quick narrative on how they can propose their business, their idea, their product. How can they really get it in front of an angel investor where it's really getting entertained to be invested in? At what stage do most people have to be in in order to go after an angel investor to come in and make their small product, small service, small business into something much bigger. If you can tell us in, in a pretty brief narrative, because I know, I know there's a lot of moving parts to that. Yeah, there are a lot of moving parts to that, but I'm gonna give your listeners a tip they've never heard before. That's probably the most important thing I can tell them, the most valuable thing that's gonna have the biggest impact on them raising angel uh, investor money. And by the way, just, just, just for everybody's, you know, knowledge, you know, there's kind of three stages of funding a startup. There's friends and family, right? That's how a lot of startups get started. And then the next level usually is angel investors. Although sometimes you skip the friends and family and go right to angels. And then once you get your angel round, that's like a hundred thousand to a million dollars. Then when the company's growing and looking for a million to five or 10 million, now you start doing seed funding or VC funding, right? A rounds. So angel rounds, here's the number one thing you can do to massively increase your chances of raising angel investor money. That is find the local angel investor group where you live. Like in where I live in Salt Lake City, there's the Salt Lake City Angels and then there's the Park City Angels. Find that group and then find out who the head of that group is or their administrator. A lot of them have paid administrators and contact them and say, I'm a local entrepreneur. I'm working on putting my startup together. And at some point in the next few months, I'm going to be looking to raise angel money. And I'd really love to come and sit in on your monthly angel investor meeting. Usually they meet once a month and have uh, companies they've already vetted come and pitch to them. Usually it's two or three companies. And then they sit around and decide whether they want to invest in those companies or not. And if you say, I'd love to just sit in the room and watch so I can learn what the pitches are like and what the angels like and, uh, and what they like and dislike and the questions, I'd really appreciate that. Now, 99% of the time, they're going to say, sure. Yeah, come on down you know, because they never get those calls. You know, if they got like 50 of those calls a month, it would be difficult. They don't get those calls hardly ever, right? So if you go out there and then you sit in that room, you're going to learn a tremendous amount from watching the pitches and then listening to the angels' reactions to those pitches. That's number one. Number two, if you do that for two or three months, you're going to start to get to know some of the angels in that group. And this raising money, relationships, a lot of it is about relationships, right? And if you start to develop a friendly relationship with two or three or four of the angels, now when it's time for you to start raising money, or you can say, look, you can just pull them aside for five minutes. Hey, here's my idea. What do you think? Is it, is it worth pursuing? And they're just going to tell you. Angels, angels are the best source of feedback because they see deals all the time. They have no problem saying, you know what? That's a dumb idea. Um, or I like it, but I think you should do this, you know, or that's a great idea. Can I work with you on it? Right. I mean, that's that, those are the responses you're going to get. And all three of those are extremely valuable to get. And that's where you're going to get it. Angel investor groups, go find it, go hang out with them, make the relationship, learn. That's your accelerated path to getting angel money. That was a great summary of how to get angel money because it's called angel for a reason. They're really there to, to be your angel right. and help you out. And, and like you said, 
even if you get shut down, even if they don't like your idea, guess what? That criticism, that critique is very valuable. So you're not wasting your time running around with an idea, a product, a service that really has no merit because angel investors, they're just the first stop. There's two, three other stops after that. If you can't get through the first stop, forget it. So it's valuable to get their criticism. You might have to tweak something in your business. So it's extremely valuable. And I never heard that advice. Go to the local angel investor group. That's a great advice because they have incentive. They, they genuinely probably want to help a local guy who's in their neighborhood over some guy from across the coast. So Absolutely. that's great advice. So, Paul, I mean, we, we appreciate your, your wisdom. Your, you brought awareness about masks. That's a safety health issue. That's not even business anymore. But it is everyone's business when you're buying a mask. Make sure you buy US, USA-made masks. Very simple. Because you might be buying a defective one. It's not even working. Don't even bother. Don't even wear a mask. Don't even bother if you're going to put on something that you don't know where it came from. You're just exposing yourself. So Paul was nice enough to give us a discount to help the cause, help local business. Uh, the discount code was B-I-Z. And Paul, just give them, give them your website once again, just so we, we don't get it twisted. Yeah, thank you so much. It's Pura Vita and it's P-U-R-A-V-I-T-A.com, puravita.com. And, uh, you know, we've got some great products. We've you know, just in 10 seconds here, we've got um, these soft ear loops. So, you know, the strings that you wear and it hurts your ears. We have these super soft ear loops, which everybody loves, especially people that got to wear masks all days. And then we have the only world's what's well, called ASTM level three KN95. So it's just a really high rating. It's a medical level rating KN95. Nobody else has done that. So uh, hopefully you'll love the what we're doing and, and um, become a customer. We'd love that too. Sounds great. Thank Paul Hickey from Pure Vita for letting us mind your biz.